In Mark chapter 16, beginning with the first verse we read, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. Now, what happens next is what the whole story, the whole of the good news of Jesus the Christ that Mark's been telling us throughout this book has been leading to. But before we get to that, let's stop and consider for just a moment what we learn here from the example of these humble women who knew and loved Jesus. Because prior to this reading in Mark 16, the end of Mark 15 had already shown us that while everyone else had fleed, these women followed Jesus to the end. They stood at a distance and watched as he drew his last breath. They saw as Joseph of Arimathea courageously requested the body from Pilate and took it down from the cross and wrapped it and buried it in this beautiful new tomb. But the tomb that Jesus was laid in would have been sealed with a large rock. And that great stone would pose a potential problem for these ladies. Because these ladies staying and watching for what happened with Jesus, they wanted to love him. They wanted to serve him. They had been women who ever since his ministry in Galilee to the north had been going around while he was taking care of everyone else. They made sure he was taken care of. They made sure he had something to eat. They made sure he stopped and got some rest. They would reach into their own resources to make sure that whatever he needed was provided for. So these women were committed to loving and honoring and serving Jesus however they could, including in his death. But there were some things these women simply couldn't do. They couldn't remove Jesus from the cross, nor could they get permission to go bury him. God had that prepared for Joseph of Arimathea. They couldn't anoint him right away because with the Jewish day of the Sabbath there, there'd be nobody selling the ointments that they would need for anointing the body. So they had to wait till the first day of the week, until Sunday morning, when they could go and buy those spices. Yet those women didn't let what they couldn't do keep them from doing what they could. And as soon as morning came on the first day of the week, they were out buying what they needed. They were making their way to the tomb. And even as they made their way to the tomb, seeking to serve Jesus in the ways that he had made them able, there were still some things that were out of their control. Because they'd seen that tomb that Joseph had laid Jesus in, and it had a big old stone. There's no way these ladies would be able to remove it on their own. So who might be around that they could ask? Would they be willing to ask? Would there even be an opportunity? Would they make this whole trip and then get there and not even be able to get to Jesus' body? This was the sort of conversation they were having on the way. Yet crucially, 
because they knew and loved Jesus, they went anyway. They didn't focus on what they couldn't do. They didn't let themselves be limited by the what-ifs, the obstacles that might come up. They trusted that if they sought to serve Jesus, if they sought to honor him, God would make a way. So when they got there and found the stone had already been moved, when they stepped into that tomb and found that anointing, that service they wanted to give to Jesus was no longer necessary. Because instead of a dead body, there was an angel sitting there waiting to declare to them the greatest news the world has ever heard. We see from that example that when we seek to serve God, He's always ahead of us. When we are seeking to honor Christ, he's already working things out and will be there to meet us, to make those efforts worth so much more than we ever imagined when we set out on them. Think for a moment about what stones might be holding you back in life. Maybe there are some expectations where you minimize what you can contribute because your health's not the greatest or because you have to work or because you don't have as much money as other people. So what you're able to do really doesn't make a difference. Or maybe you focus on what you wish could be done, but you're not willing to get up early on the first day of the week to go do it yourself. You've got lots of ideas for what other people could do, but you've never quite gotten there to the point where you've recognized what you're able to do. Or maybe you're trying to serve Jesus, but you recognize there is a big stone in the way. That there is some emotional hurt that you've got that needs healed. That there's some heavy burden that you're carrying. That there's some sin that you're caught up in. And you know that somebody who is seeking to serve Jesus shouldn't be doing that. But you just can't seem to get past it. Seek to serve Jesus anyway. Do what God has made you able to do and get up and go because those stones in our lives that are too great for us to move those things that we can't just solve with enough willpower or changes in our situations God can move those stones and in fact if we will just set out seeking to love and honor Jesus seeking to serve him in the ways God has made us able we might be surprised, alarmed, but ultimately overjoyed to find he's already there waiting for us. That if we would just step out and seek to show the love we have for Jesus, then we would find as we did that God is there and he is doing so much more than we could ever ask or imagine.